Hey everyone, this is Thea, and I want to welcome you to the corner of here and now, where we talk about real life, recovery, success, spirituality, and anything else that might come up right here, right now. Hold on to your seat, because we're in for a ride. This is episode 2.16, 17 of 52. We are just trucking our way through these 52 episodes uh, leading up to January 1st, 2021. It's been a crazy, crazy year. And actually today is Thanksgiving, so it's uh, November 26th. Um, and I have a special guest with me today, and we are going to talk about what else? Gratitude. Who's who's here with me today? My name is Leanne. <laughs> Hi, Leanne. <laughs> and and I'm Thea's wife. Ooh, well. <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> well, welcome. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And uh yeah, we're going to talk about gratitude. It seemed like the appropriate, obligatory, is that the right word, uh-huh. uh, thing to do today. But it is a powerful, powerful uh, practice, word, when, um, when practiced. And we've been kind of sitting here looking through some literature and looking up, <clears throat> excuse me, different things and seeing what role it plays Um when I remember to do it, it plays a big role in my life. When I have the wherewithal to stop and realize I have a lot to be grateful for. True. And then you have to show how you're grateful by taking care of whatever, if it's a thing, or um, showing kindness to others, um, giving something without expecting anything in return. That's some of the ways you can show gratitude. Yeah. You can just make a list in the morning. You can. Let's make it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. What? But, but you... I like to complicate things. <laughs> <laughs> right? Don't we all? <clears throat> but you found a cool little reading there about gratitude. I did. Do you want me to read it? I do. Okay. So this is a quote from Melody Beatty. And it says, gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, confusion to clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. Wow. Wow. It almost makes me cry when I read that. Why? I guess because um, being in, you know, recovery, um, it says, you know, it turns denial and acceptance, chaos to order. So coming from chaos, Mm -hmm. pre-recovery, 
to post-recovery, being in recovery, you know, getting some order back into my life, um, confusion into clarity, even the whole, even the simple thing of turn a meal into a feast. We think of Thanksgiving dinner. We think of a Thanksgiving feast and being with our family and our friends and celebrating being together, all that kind of stuff. You know, because I have gratitude for everything, really, uh, today, it, it makes me very emotional and weepy mm-hmm. to be grateful, to realize how much I have. Right. It's a way to <clears throat> reframe the conversation. I have a tendency to take things for granted. So it's a way for me to, again, when I remember and when I do it, um, it's a way for me to just, uh, you know, show some action, even if it's as simple as making a list of all the things that I'm grateful for. Or even a short list. It doesn't even have to be a big a big list. But when I'm in that place of self pity and everything sucks and what's going to happen and whatever, blah blah blah, I can take those moments and go, oh yeah, I have this home and I have this recovery path and I have clean time and I have a healthy family and I have, you know, I have all these things. I'm really living the life I always wanted to live. So why am I? Having crazy brain. Crazy brain just comes naturally to us. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so it's funny you mentioned self-pity because I was looking through the Narcotics Anonymous just for today. And in the in the index, you know, it gives all the pages that they talk about gratitude. And on page 53, it says in part of the reading, when we seek help, Self-pity is displaced by gratitude. What? Read that again. When we seek help, self-pity is displaced by gratitude, meaning it messes up the water. It displaces the self-pity and wow. brings, allows room for gratitude and thankfulness. And um, Yeah. I liked what you said there about room for gratitude. I think think you just said something deep and you didn't realize it. I I probably do that a lot. (laughs) So, yeah, you have to, because I don't know about you, but when I was out there, I was absolutely grateful for nothing before I got into recovery. I never had a grateful thought, like, or at least I don't, to my memory like I may have had a fleeting thought but it was always replaced by what was me thought I don't know if I'd ever heard that word before I got in recovery like grateful or gratitude I don't even know that that word was ever used in my home or anything I I had heard of it (laughs) (laughs) my my small family that we were you know we we talked about what am I thankful for today? Only on Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. It was only on this day. Right. It was never part of your, you know, everyday conversation. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that either. And it's like, I would think I was grateful for something, let's say maybe having a car to drive, but did I show my gratitude by taking care of the car? No, mm. I let it go to hell in a handbasket. Right. I didn't wash it. I didn't get its oil changed. I didn't do all the things that show my gratitude for that car. 
and then I would drive it to unsavory places and, you yeah. know. So, yeah. Um, even being grateful to be alive, like, what do I do to take care of Leanne, mm-hmm. you know, to show my gratitude is a big deal. And I don't always do that. Like, I treat myself badly a lot of times. Right. So... Well, it's like, you know, instead of exercising because I ate too much, why not exercise because I love myself? Yes. And that I'm able-bodied and that I can exercise. Like, so mm-hmm. same thing with, um, what I think what you're saying about gratitude and, and showing it in, in all ways is not because I've done something wrong or bad am I grateful but am I grateful because I'm grateful and I'm grateful because I have a good life does that make sense it does and you know talking about that it's you know today's reading and just for today is about being grateful for the responsibilities that we have I know (laughs) but each it says on just for today each moment is special I will pay attention grateful for my responsibilities and the joys they bring special joys they bring it's like okay so when I was uh, again I used the pre and post you know coming into recovery pre-recovery I was not grateful to have you know um, my family I was not grateful about the responsibilities. In fact, I shirked all responsibilities for taking care of family, children, myself. And now, you know, it's like I get to do those things. I get to take care of myself, my children. I get to take care of my grandchildren and have fun with them. And, you know, even uh, it's not a burden anymore. So if I'm not grateful for it, it's a burden. It and can it, be. It can be. And, but with the attitude of gratitude, mm-hmm. a lot of those burdens are lifted. Again, for me, it reframes that conversation and changes my perspective. I'm seeing it through a lens of gratitude instead of a lens of self-pity, burdenism. That's a new word. I just made it up. <laughs> burdenism. <laughs> um yeah 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 that's why i just stopped yeah <laughs> what else <Thea>? Boom. <laughs> that was funny completely unscripted you know is, yeah we're totally unscripted today um which is good because i think it makes it more real Ooh, sharing our gratitude this is that Thing in, oh, in a, is this my gratitude, the cliche one? My gratitude speaks when I care and when I share with others the N.A. way. So how does that work? Karen and Sharon. Mm-hmm. Karen and Sharon are at the meeting today. We are. <laughs> so, but it, it talks about um, that gratitude has a voice of its own. And it's mm. when it speaks, the heart understands and there's a wonderful person in this program who's got like 50 years clean who talks about this being a heart program. Our hearts speak to each other. And um, so if my heart is open and my heart is full, my gratitude can speak and it can, you know, maybe help someone stay clean another day. Right. Or find the joy in having that responsibility and not looking at it as a burden. You know, there's many, many ways that my heart can speak to your heart or someone else's heart. Right, right. Um, um, 
Yeah, it can be. We were reading earlier when we were digging around about how gratitude can change so much. And there was even something you were reading about depression and some of these types of things. Mm -hmm. So like if I'm depressed and I do, I'd go through bouts of getting low is what I call it. And I'm probably depressed. (laughs) Um, But when I, but when I get low, I don't see any gratitude. Everything becomes very bleak and gray and yucky Mm -hmm. for back of a better term so having the ability to again put on a different pair of glasses if you will or see things through a different lens of gratitude um, Mm -hmm. even for the super small stuff it doesn't have to be huge stuff it can be a hot cup of coffee it can be a sunny cool day like today Mm -hmm. Um, somebody just turned on their leaf blower outside and we have the window open I don't know if y'all can hear the leaf blower or not, but, um, so yeah, but for the small things, I think can even be more powerful than, than the big things, the little things in life, having a bed to sleep in. And it's mm-hmm. kind of a big deal actually. Yeah, it is. You know, air conditioning or heat or whatever. Here's one. We always talk about gratitude being an action word, mm-hmm. and so that makes it a verb, right? Right. Um, it says, think of gratitude as an action. It's a verb that works best when it is embodied, spoken aloud, and when it connects you to someone else. <laughs> We're having dog issues now, too. She's like, okay, whew, okay, get out of there, dog. Ugh. Anyways. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> Squirrel! <laughs> Lots of squirrels today at the Corner of Here and Now podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm kind of drawing a blank, to be honest with you, right now. I'm, oh, my goodness. I know, I know. It's all the distractions. It's, it's a the little, dog. It's a little distracty, and I'm, you know, I was supposed to go out of town for uh, Thanksgiving. That's true. To see my family, and I haven't seen in over a year for various and sundry reasons. Mm-hmm. And, and so... Why couldn't you go this time? Because of the COVID. Yeah. Mom said, don't come. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty bummed out if I really... Uh, get honest about it you know i'm pretty bummed out about the fact that i'm not up there with them and i mean it would have been weird i i get it and it, so i on some level it's good that i'm that i'm home and not, and i can do this and i've got this little project going until the end of the year so you know maybe it's a good thing but i will say there was some you know self pity in that and there was some uh yeah, I didn't like the way it made me feel. Yeah, I get that. It was yucky. We want what we want when we want it, too. True. Which is not an attitude of gratitude. No. <laughs> no. And I don't like someone telling me I can't do something. So there's that, there's well, that piece that's, of the puzzle. You have a whole country of people who feel that way right now. So speaking of that, before we go on, uh, how can we take this year? Because I think we spoke about this a little bit the other day. True. <laughs> Excuse me. How can we take this year? Because this has been a crazy, crazy year. Mm-hmm. And who knows where we're headed? And I don't want to get into that conversation right now. I know that, you know, <clears throat> there's still a lot of unknowns over the next 90 days, six months, 
one year, 18 months. I mean, we, we just don't know where yeah. all of this is going, right? No. On a lot of levels and a lot of things. So, but how can we take this year and maybe what's happened and find some gratitude in it and maybe see that this wasn't the worst year of our lives. Maybe in some ways it was the best year of our lives mm. because it's given us some opportunities. What do you what do you think about that? That whole reframing and finding some gratitude in 2020. Sure. So if you think about how things have what has transpired since, you know, the COVID took over the country and the world, um, you know, in the whole, in the first, um, the stay at home orders and all of that, like what happened to a lot of families, they got closer. They spent more time together because they had no choice and had to learn how to be together. They had to find alternative ways to entertain themselves, um, getting outside more. The sale of bicycles went up tremendously. Um, I noticed personally so many more people just out walking around um, that normally you wouldn't see that on any given day. They've A lot of people have had to learn how to do homeschool and, and teach their children. And I mean, I kind of look at that as a gift because, um, you know, it helps the parent as much as it helps the child. If they're, if they're willing to see it. Well, yes, that's true. But I throw that little... You have to be willing to see that. But I feel like, and I and I, I base a lot of what I think on what I see in advertising, but there's been a lot of commercials geared towards that, like stay together, stay connected, you know. Um, it I, I For me, it's kind of helped me look at the world with softer eyes, I guess, for lack of a better word. Like, What does that uh, mean? Well, like, just to recognize that, you know, this isn't just a United States thing. This is a world thing. Mm -hmm. And to um, have more empathy and compassion um, for human beings, like, in general, because we're all suffering with this. It's all of us. It's not just me. It's not just you. It's not just my family. It's every single person is has been affected by this so if you're willing how are you how has or what has 2020 if anything done for you like is there anything that you'll be willing to share that you see differently because of some of these situations in your own life and or some examples that you'd be willing to share with all seven of our listeners so that uh <laughs> <laughs> She's convinced there's nobody listening. Um, I don't know if I have a good example from, I guess, you know, I, right before the COVID hit, I lost my job. It was a beautiful, wonderful paying job, like lots of money, more money than I had ever made in my life. And I thought it was the best job I had ever had. But it turned out not to be the case. And um, now I have a half the hours and half the pay, and I'm much more happy. And I'm being, I've, I've been given the opportunity to work with someone who actually appreciates me and my work. And I don't think that, 
I don't know if that would have happened had things not happened the way they did. And it wasn't because of COVID that I lost my job, but it happened right at the same time. Mm -hmm. And, and I didn't even know if I'd be able to get another job during this weird time. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, um, things just kind of unfolded and, and I've been able to develop a stronger sense of, um, self-respect and self-confidence because of the new job because of you know and it I've I've worked more on my step work mm-hmm. um that has created a stronger it's it's it's, it's lessened the self-pity ooh um and and it has been displaced with gratitude because I'm more grateful for my recovery, my sponsees. We've I've grown closer to a lot of my sponsees because of this, because we are able to spend more time. We have Zoom meetings now, and I can meet with people who might not be comfortable meeting face to face. We can do step work on Zoom, mm-hmm. um, and so it's given me a greater appreciation for my recovery in general. Um, and, and getting closer with, with my sponsees that are actively working the steps. Gotcha. And it's making me stay active in my steps. So, yeah, I mean, that that's a, to me, that's a huge gift. That's a win. That's awesome. Cool. What about you? <clears throat> well, I realized that I took meetings for granted, for one thing. Live meetings, like in-person meetings, you know, yeah. for... All of my recovery, 24 years, I've been able to go to a meeting. True. Anytime I wanted, day or night. You know, we've got a lot of meetings around here, a lot of different fellowships. So regardless, I was always able to find a meeting. And, you know, my meeting attendance goes up and down and all that kind of stuff. But I always knew that it was there. And now all of a sudden, it wasn't there. So as I've gone back to meetings, because I've gone back now the last month or two, maybe I've started mm-hmm. going back to meetings and um, I'm like, wow, I forgot this and I took this for granted. This is not something to be taken for granted. And, and you know, I've always known that we were blessed to have a lot of meetings and a strong fellowship in this area. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I took it for granted. So it's been nice now to go back to meetings and, and be a part of and sit in a blue room. And um, I'm really grateful for that blue room. You know, it saved my life. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a big deal. What about the Zoom meetings? Uh, I have mixed feelings about the Zoom meetings. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I was all in in the beginning, but I got really burned out. Yeah. And... Um, they're not going anywhere, which is good. I mean, because it's always an opportunity for someone that maybe travels or whatever to jump right. on a meeting. I think there's, in my opinion, some double-edged sword stuff to it. How so? Well, I think folks that... It's been interesting because people that I've seen on the Zoom... And I haven't actually been on a Zoom meeting in a couple months at least. <clears throat> but... I saw a lot of people on Zoom that I hadn't seen in a long time because maybe they were isolating Mm. (laughs) or not going to meetings. And now all of a sudden they can go to meetings but still sit on their couch. And I don't, for me, I know they're on the path. 
and that's where they're supposed to be. They're on their own path. Mm-hmm. And, but <clears throat> it's a double-edged sword. I think there's still a level of separation there. And when you're sitting in the room with someone and you're feeling their energy and you mm-hmm. there's there's something different there. I think it, COVID on some level has made it so that people that are already isolating because we're isolators by nature, we're separators True. by nature, True. we're disconnected by nature mm-hmm. because of being addicts and alcoholics or whatever our deal is, mm-hmm. that the COVID has made it okay to be that. And mm-hmm. it's like, save grandma, go isolate. And it's, I think in some ways it could be detrimental to some people because now it gives them permission to isolate now this is Thea make might be making stuff up but I just see this as yeah that's good but eh, we need to as humans I think we're meant to be we're social creatures we're monkeys right somebody's gonna get really mad at that one of the seven people out there listening is gonna (laughs) send me a nasty email I'm not a monkey but you know what I'm trying to say is like we're social creatures. So we could be elephants. We could be, yeah, true. They stay elephants. together too. Yeah, they're social and they're matriarchal, so that's even better. Yeah, but do you see where I'm going with this? I'm I see not trying to be a jerk, yeah. but I, I think understand what you're saying. There. And I've seen a different, I guess, side of that. Like I've seen people that weren't willing to go drive 20 minutes out of their way. Yeah, okay, but now they're going to meetings, and yeah, it's on Zoom, and they're not leaving their home, but of course we've been told not to leave our home so many times that, you know, that becomes a thing, right? But um, but they're getting on the Zoom meetings, and they're meeting new people because they're going to meetings literally, literally, literally. around the world, and they also are afforded the time difference so that if you maybe work nights like I used to work nights and I couldn't make a lot of face-to-face meetings because of the time thing but now with the zoom you don't you can't really use that excuse because you can go to a meeting 24 hours a day Mm. and you can meet new people and they're exchanging phone numbers in the chat and I actually know a lot of the gals that I talk to whether I sponsor them or I'm their grand sponsor or I'm just in their lineage somewhere um they're telling me how they're actually even able to sponsor other people in other countries and other um, states. And they've even, some of them have become members of our home group here in Clear Lake. Right. Which I think is a cool thing. It's a way cool thing. You're yeah. right. You're right. That is, it is way cool. And it, it widens the base of the pyramid. It does. Mm-hmm. It absolutely does. And, you know, think about the world convention. We probably won't be able to have an in-person one, but we might be able to have a Zoom one, right? which would be fun. Yeah. And you wouldn't have to sit in the crowd. Right. And be like salmon swimming upstream against the downstream. What? <laughs> but don't you remember the last convention we <laughs> oh, went to? Oh, God, the one in Orlando. How, yes. Oh, How many people? There were so many people. That was so weird. It was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> So I'd be grateful not to have to be a salmon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of people in that, that hallway, that weird hallway in yeah. that convention center. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember now what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> we got way off topic. <laughs> I think that happens at the table of here, corner of here and It now. does. And I think that's the, that's the 
fun part of it or the yeah. or the whatever part of it is that we we have this opportunity to sit and have conversations which is ultimately what I wanted when I started doing this right it wasn't about hearing Thea blather for you know a bunch of time it was really about having conversations that you wouldn't normally get to have true with people true so so anyway let's sum it up we're at about we're almost at 30 minutes so let's let's sum this up um with gratitude and how can we um excuse me y'all how can we put this in our life how can what, what you got something else there for us no i was hoping it would pop something up but how can you put it in your life well you can make a gratitude list. It's so classic, but man, it works so well. And, and you know, it, that was one of the things which I can't find the article anymore, but that's what it was talking about is if you make a daily gratitude, if you have a gratitude journal and you just even write three things every day, mm-hmm. you are more likely to be in a positive, grateful state of mind than Again, the self-pity will use that, or the woe is me, or the depression. You know, you're more likely to be happier and feel more uh, that your life is full um, than if you don't do that little, literally, three-minute exercise of making three things I'm grateful for. Right. It could change your whole day. It can change your whole day. It can change your whole week. And if you do it every day, it could change your entire life. I think that's a good place to stop. Okay. All right. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, I'll be back tomorrow. And remember, you can reach out at cornerofhereandnow at gmail.com. I know the password now, so I can check the emails. (laughs) And um, I hope y'all, whenever you listen to this, have a great Thanksgiving. Or I hope you had a great Thanksgiving depending on when you heard this. And gobble till you wobble. Peace out, everybody. (laughs) All right, everyone, that's another episode of The Corner of Here and Now. Thank you for joining me. If you like what you're hearing, please share, comment, and or subscribe. Please know that the music used in this podcast is the one and only Kenny Cordray. The song is called Rojo that was generously donated by his family. Until the next time we meet on the corner of here and now, remember, we're all just walking each other home. Peace out.